Today's gospel is a continuation of a theme we often find in the gospels that we could title Insincere Questions by Highly Educated and Capricious Men. <laughs> the Pharisees. They, they're, they're, they're not sincere when they're asking about the kingdom of God. They, rather, they're trying to chat, trap Jesus like they always are. This is why, this is why Christ says, no one's going to say it's right here, it's right there. In other words, since you don't want to see, no one will be able to convince you. He says, rather, the kingdom of God is already among you, which this is one of the main themes of Christ's preaching from the beginning, that the kingdom of God is here. So I said, well, where is it? You know, prove it to me, right? Prove me. Give me evidence that I will not be able to deny. But this, my friends, is part of the greatness of God's pedagogy. He never makes evidence so overwhelming that your freedom would not be involved in the discovery of God. And and this is the great thing that we should really uh, not, as Christians, we should not take the position that the faith is just obvious. Well, isn't it so obvious? And so you disbelievers are just idiots for not believing. We should really listen closely to the other side because we can say God hides himself in this way. So that if you don't want to believe in him, there will be plenty of things that you could say. Yeah. For example, some people want to say that there are no more miracles in history, which is totally, totally uh, not true. But the greatest miracle, the greatest sign of Christ's presence is the unity in the church. And this is what Christ promises. Yeah. Your being together, your unity will be the way that the world will know that I am true. And the way our communion of love in the church, it's a unity that's unbelievable from the top to the bottom in terms of the Pope uh, right down to us to the way we live in the family and, and our friendships. This kind of unity that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. On the other hand, stick around long enough, which today you don't have to be around for very long at all. To hear Catholics say all kinds of things that are uh, causes of disunity and therefore are deeply scandalous. Yeah, but if somebody wants to point a finger at us and say, you guys are a mess, you guys don't even have your stuff together. Yeah, we say, well, look at what Christ teaches that it's not it's not, you know, it's nothing for you to love those who love you, but you're called to love your enemies. And then people look at us and, yeah, sometimes they see that. But sometimes they say, we don't even love people who love us. And so we're like worse off than the pagans. Yeah. Or what about, uh, I was just talking about this last night to the confirmation kids. What a scandal it was for me to grow up with nuns who were unhappy. It's a total contradiction that you would uh, represent in your life as a form a total gift to Christ and that you would be miserable. What that says to me is Christ isn't real. Because if he were real, then come on, give me a break. Joy has to be one of the markers of the Christian. And yet what marks the times in which we live today is a deep forgetfulness that people uh, don't think uh, that we need God. But, but there are some impressive things out there, my friends. Did you know last week today, 
I was talking to a, uh, a high-level chemist who's struggling with her studies, and I was asking her jokingly about when we we're going to fulfill the dream of alchemy. You remember alchemy, which was the beginnings of uh, chemistry? The whole point of alchemy was to find out how to turn uh, base metals into gold. If you could just transform, you know, lead into gold, well, it'd be wonderful. You know what this lady tells me? We can do that. We can transform lead into gold today. We just don't do it because it takes so much energy. It's, It's not cost efficient. And I said, I live in a world where we can transform lead into gold. Marvelous. The dream of centuries of centuries of alchemists is already fulfilled today. And so you think people living in a, in a, in a day where techno, technology is so powerful can be really tempted to think, well, then that's all there is. And the world is just purely material. Or one of the confirmation kids last night was telling me that uh, scientists have been able to produce in a lab from a purely inorganic material, organic particles, the building blocks of life. So they haven't been replicated what happened on Earth, you know, some four billion years ago, the spontaneous uh, introduction of life into the world. But they were able to to bring the building box. And you know what this kid told me? He said to me, this is a sign that God is real. And this is wonderful because this reveals a person's freedom. Because somebody who doesn't want to believe in God looks at that experiment and says, Ah, you see, we haven't done it yet, but eventually we'll show how life doesn't come from God. Eventually we'll show how we can make anything even in a lab. But for the person who loves God and who is searching for God and living the memory of God, everything becomes a sign of his presence. And therefore, everything goes back to us and the call that we have of our responsibility to live the drama of our humanity and to never give up and say, well, now we finally arrived because we as sojourners in the world, truly as Christians, must every day live our search for God and thus become true beggars as Christ comes close to us every day. So let us give thanks for the gift of faith that he's given us and pray also for those who don't believe.